Yeah. Welcome bike week 14 game by game recap fantasy highlights everything in between and outside of that for all how many games were played this weekend I don't know 13 12 a lot of bye weeks and Thursday night football action but we are here as we are every single Monday so if you're not subscribed to the channel make sure you do so hit the little notification bell as well because it'll let you know when I go live. I do it every Monday. I do it every Saturday for Cune Assault. Uh, but first, we need to talk about this foolish-ass line that PrizePix has up on their app right now. The Patriots play the Cardinals tonight. And not only are the Patriots without their leading receiver, Jacoby Myers, who leads the team in targets, reception, yards, all that good shit, he's out. But the Cardinals are the stone-worst team at defending tight ends. I mean, it's not an anomaly. It's not like one big game or two big games. They are the worst in the league, have allowed the single most targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns to the tight end position. I don't love Hunter Henry, but 29 and a half receiving yards while Jacoby Myers is out for this game. He's running a route on basically every drop back. He's on the field for 90% of the snaps. This shit right here is just too juicy. It's just too juicy. So Hunter Henry over 29 and a half receiving yards. You do have to pick two on there, but... Because you're using our promo code when you download the app, they're going to double your deposit. So if you were going to throw down 10, you'll have 20 now. 20, 40, 60, 80, whatever it is, they're doubling whatever you put down if you use that promo code. I also like Kyler Murray over 17 and a half fantasy points. He's been very good over the last month of the season. Top 12 QB1 in all four of his last matchups. Hollywood, D-Hop, full strength. Let's get it. Let's talk about the games and what we missed and what we saw and everything in between. Wow, what a transition. That was kind of sexy, Ike, baby. Talking about Ikey Baby. How we talk about Mikey Baby. The Jets lose 20 to 12. Uh, Mike White gets a little banged up here. I believe he fractured a couple riblets. So that's uh, devastating for a team that was really starting to rally behind him, right? They're all like, hey, we were wearing T-shirts. We're having fun. You know, the chemistry is there. We'll go to war for this guy. Uh, and then he gets hurt. So we'll have to see if he's out for how long he's out. I'm assuming he's probably going to miss a week or two. Uh, it'll probably be Joe Flacco, which could be a good thing for the running backs and probably nobody else because Joe Flacco targets the running backs like um, he is the CIA and they are terrorists. <clears throat> Zonovan Knight, another big game, 17 for 71 and a touchdown. Two targets, two catches, six yards. So he continues to be heavily involved even when Michael Carter made his return. Michael Carter, five for five on the ground and loses a fumble. So biggest takeaways here, Garrett Wilson's still very good. Corey Davis did leave with a head injury, so he might miss next week with a concussion, which, as you could see, Elijah Moore led the team in targets, six for 60. He was not the guy while Corey Davis was on the field, but Corey Davis gets hurt. He had, uh, I believe he was the first catch of the game, so he catches his 15-yard pass, then gets hurt. And then uh, Elijah Moore steps up. So Elijah Moore, we got a little bit excited about him a couple weeks ago when he had that long touchdown catch. Uh, and now we could say he's probably a real piece of this offense if Corey Davis misses time. So it's starting to become a very funneled offense. Zonovan Knight, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Run it up. On the flip side, kind of another disappointing performance from, um, from the Bills offense, man. Josh Allen gets it done on the ground, but 147 passing yards, a touchdown. Nothing really to take away here other than like Stephon Diggs down game, but that rarely happens. Everybody else is kind of just like a a, a cog right now. They are extremely um, variable based. I don't know what that means. They are uh, there are a lot of variants going on with these secondary pieces here in Buffalo. Very hard to start Gabe Davis or Isaiah McKenzie 
on a weekly basis, just given how the production has kind of ping pong back and forth between players. Uh, from the running back position, we got kind of excited about James Cook after last week's game when he led the team in carries and he was efficient on the carries. And now we went back to Devin Singletary doubling him up. I think they just trust Devin Singletary. I think they know that James Cook is probably gives them better upside, is more explosive. But in games where they're like grinding it out, they probably trust Devin Singletary a little bit more. Uh, eight for 39 compared to James Cook's four for six. So really hard to start anybody in this offense besides Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs at this point. Browns and the Bungles. Deshaun Watson, he's 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 getting a little bit better. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see this week by week. He starts to ramp up his efficiency, just his comfortability in the pocket. Yes, we will over under four and a half words we make up throughout the entirety of the stream. Bad game from Nick Chubb. You know, maybe it happens again. I think realistically, this is just a really solid Cincinnati defense that has been shutting down a lot of key players on opposing offenses. Uh, DPJ had a big game. Good to see because we're still trying to figure out where the targets go from Watson. And after last week's game where it was all Mark Cooper, DPJ, 8 for 114 on 12 targets. David Njoku, another big game. This is why I invested into him on uh, on the Mojo Portfolio Challenge that me and Animal do on our TikTok. I, I grabbed David Njoku before Deshaun Watson came back, and he has a big game, 9 targets seven catches, 59 yards and a touchdown i think he's extremely startable going forward and he's obviously healthy he's running a lot of routes and he's going to be catching a lot of balls going forward mark cooper's still a guy that i want to play in my lineup obviously um the home and away splits are like really really drastic with him but i think it was just more of a product of having a lot of tough matchups so i think you just look at cooper as like a low-end wide receiver two high-end wide receiver three depending on the matchups dpj is going to be extremely like hit or miss i think he's still the same player he always was but it's good to see that the, these kind of ceiling games like he didn't have these kind of games with jacoby Brissett, but he will with um with deshaun watson and you could see like they don't they have no fucking problem letting this guy rip and this is going to be the difference between this offense with watson and jacoby Brissett. it's like even when they were trailing it felt like they didn't really want to let jacoby Brissett rip the ball but watson 42 pass attempts in this game is going to lead to really high target numbers for some of the players in this uh in this team on the flip side uh, Burrow had a you know pretty good game, whatever. He led him to a goddamn victory. It's all that counts. Um, the real bullshit here was T. Higgins. Got some full practices in, stepped on the field for one snap, and then they pulled him off the field. There's a lot of background noise as to what happened. He like shouldn't have been out there, and they didn't know he was out there for the first snap, and that's why they pulled him right away. But regardless, right now, it's just like keep a really close eye on it and uh, very hard to trust T. Higgins right now. So unless we feel like we're getting overwhelmingly good reports on him throughout the practice week, I'm going to be a little bit hesitant to start him. Joe Mixon's first game bike after the two-week absence. Uh, we did see his usage dip a little bit. He had a season low on, I believe, snaps and maybe, probably not touches, but in snaps, I believe. Um, Samaji Pirine had a touchdown. But overall, I mean, good usage for Mixon, 14 for 96 on the ground. Samaji Pirine did get targeted five times compared to Mixon's two. So I do think Samaji probably earned a little bit more opportunity. Joe Mixon is still uh, in a really good offense, probably still – I think I'd consider him more of a high-end RB2 right now, probably top 15-ish rather than like the top eight, nine guy that we saw for a while there in Cincinnati. Houston, Dallas, what a fucking game. What a game. Um, the Texans somehow hung in this. I thought this was going to be the biggest mis mismatch of the front seven, like of all time. The Cowboys were minus 17. They were 17, maybe 17 and a half point favorites going into this game. Damian Pierce got it done on the ground. I told some people to sit him in full PPR leagues. 
made me eat my sheesh there. Uh, didn't catch any passes, but 22 for 78 and gets into the end zone. A lot of it was like Dak turning the ball over on his side of the field, so giving them like fucking layup opportunities here. And even the Houston Texans will um, will make a layup every once in a while when they're on a fast break. Chris Moore was the big story here. I mean, obviously, they're without Nico Collins. They are without Brandon Cook. So someone had to step up. And Chris Moore has actually been surprisingly like awesome this year when asked to be the number one guy here. So if those two continue to miss time, I'm legitimately going to look at Chris Moore as like a, a high-end wide receiver three for however long those two guys are out. If one of them is back, then he kind of gets shot back to like the wide receiver four status. But as soon as I said Collins and Cooks were out, I fucking nailed his prop on prize picks. He was at like 30 receiving yards or something, and he's just been a baller for them. On the flip side, clear split between Zeke and Tony Pollard. Zeke will continue to be like the rumbler, and Pollard will be the big play guy. He was more involved in the passing game, scored two touchdowns, so he continues to fucking eat. Dalton Schultz eats. Uh, this was just a, I don't know, a product of um, something that's going to happen in the Cowboys offense. You obviously still want C.D. Lamb. Noah Brown, this doesn't really do much for me. Uh, Michael Gallup, another disappointing game. So um, starting Lamb, starting Gallup if you're desperate. You're definitely starting Schultz. You're starting both running backs. And Dak, of course. Vikings Lions, what a fucking game. What a fucking game for Justin Jefferson. 15 targets, 11 catches, 223 yards. He's got to be, I mean, I have a feeling, eh, I have a feeling he might be, I almost want to say the consensus 101. I think as soon as the season ends, people are going to be talking about next year's drafts and having Justin Jefferson as a consensus 101. And then I think as the spring and summer goes by, People, oh no, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. I keep doing this on live streams. I keep spilling water everywhere. Oh no, Ike. Woo! Ah! We are in trouble. I didn't spill that much, and I think it only got on the top. We're here. Don't worry. We're not going no fucking where. Stop. Why are you yelling at me? Stop yelling at me. Oh, fuck. Well, your desk is cleaner now. Yeah, it's fair. Okay, I think we're good. It only, like, kind of... I know, dude. I fucking love those things. Just not for what they were supposed to be. All right. We're bike. Like, we never left... If this thing just fries out in the middle of the, uh, not now, Siri. Check, check. Do y'all still hear me? Are we still alive? This is the second time I've done this on a live stream. Water's going over here. Whoo. Are we good? Are we alive still? Not again. Stop. Stop. All right. All right. All right. We're bike. <clears throat> We bike. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what was I saying before I so fucking moronically spilled water on my eight bajillion dollar laptop? Just Jefferson, one on one right now. Uh, and then I think we'll realize that Christian McCaffrey should probably be the one on one. It'll it'll make for an interesting uh, spring and summer of people fucking yelling into the void on Twitter, which I will not even participate in. But I'll talk shit about them on my YouTube channel. Um, Hawkinson finally had a good game. Thank God for him. But just Jefferson goat. Dalvin Cook continues to str- now. The biggest takeaway here is I I talked about it a lot last week, man. The Detroit Lions run defense has been so fucking good. They shut down 
Like, they were horrible in the beginning of the year. They have been legitimately elite against running backs, against opposing running backs, man. They are so good. And uh, I think next week they play the Jets. So Zonovan Knight is not a slam dunk to be in your lineup. I think I'll probably end up ranking him in the – I mean, he's producing like a top 15 running back right now, but I'll probably rank him closer to RB24 to 26-7 in that range because Detroit Lions are no joke on the ground, man. I'll have to look into which individual players are really getting it fucking done for them, but there's there's very, very obviously and clearly a couple breakout players they have on uh, in their front seven that are stuffing the run left and right. Jared Goff fucking – man, this team, if I'm a Detroit fan, I'm not sure there's like a brighter future in the NFL than the Detroit line. Maybe – Miami but like that that opinion kind of fluctuates I feel like on a on a weekly basis depending on how Tua looks but Detroit right now in terms of like draft picks I got the Rams first round draft pick in terms of just um young talent and depth like my lord uh DeAndre Swift we thought it was bike turns out not Justin Jackson gets a touchdown Jamal Williams has 16 carries to DeAndre Swift's six so really disappointing game, and it just, you know, it begs the question, like, how trustworthy is Swift? I was excited about him going into the week, but, you know, play the Jets next week, though. Jets, uh, they did get an injury to Quinn Williams, which kills their off their defensive line a little bit. So we'll see. Um, Swift becomes extremely risky now. But wide receiver, I was really high on DJ Chark this week. Had a really big game. He continues to have big games. I'm on Ross and Brown. Goat. Um, disappointing because he didn't get in the end zone, but leads the team in targets again. Six for 68 drink repeat i think the i guess the biggest takeaway we obviously had to talk about is jameson williams so i you know i talked a lot about this in the last few weeks about how he's going to take some time to get ramped up and goes out there catches a 41 yard touchdown like right away and i'm like damn he's about to go crazy but when you actually watch the play it was just like extremely broken coverage he only gets two targets on the game there was like nine people that got more targets than him so still going to slowly get ramped up but i imagine that'll be the first of many many deep shots that this man gets an opportunity to bring in for right now, uh, as long as DJ Chark is running more routes and getting way more targets, like you're starting Chark over Jameson Williams, but Williams, you know, obviously you want you want to stash his ass if you can. Jags, Titans, biggest takeaway here. Nice little bounce bike from Zay Jones. Evan Ingram goes crazy. Um, so Evan Ingram, as you can see from that chart on the right, this guy's price on Mojo skyrockets 10%. And I couldn't be more against that. I would sell the shit out of him right now on Mojo if you had him in your portfolio. Listen, he is – this is crazy. I tweeted this out earlier today. If you're not following me on Twitter, make sure you do so at Nick Ercolano. But Evan Ingram, tight end four on the year in half PPR. It's the Kelsey's. It's the Andrews. Like Tight end four for Evan Ingram. He had two touchdowns yesterday, which is 50% of his four touchdowns on the year i forget the percentages but his yardage 162 yards 29 and a half percent of his production on the year targets 23.5 percent. let me just pull up the goddamn tweet why am i trying to i'm doing too much over here evan ingram is the tight end four on the year he had 50 percent of his touchdowns 29 percent 0.6% of his yards, 20.8% of receptions, 20.3% of his targets on the season yesterday. Um, yeah, so like he's just like every other tight end in fantasy. Maybe he has a little bit more weekly upside. Like these kind of explosions don't always happen from wide receivers that we're kind of excited about. So maybe it's nice to have him in your lineup, but this sort of consistency, can we trust? Absolutely not. This Tennessee Titans pass defense is probably the worst, if not like bottom three 
in the NFL right now. So I can't say that this performance from Trevor Lawrence, 368 and three touchdowns is that surprising. Um, but good to see for Ingram, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, zero targets for Travis Etienne, 17 for 32 on the ground. That that was obvious to see coming, that, obvious to see coming because the Tennessee fucking run defense is elite. They're really, really, really hard to run against. Um, just a v- very funnel offense, very funnel defense. So uh, Ingram, tight end one going forward because the bar is set at the fucking floor. Zay Jones continues to be really – he had a bad game last week, but he's been really rock-solid consistent the rest of the weeks. Kirk, again, up and down a little bit, but, like, that's what you're getting. I, I still think he's a top 15, 18 play at wide receiver. On the flip side, another tight end who keeps balling, Jiggy Baby, Jiggy Baby. And I think – see, this is some bullshit right here. Sell your shares in Evan Ingram and invest into Chig. Okay, 219 sticker price. That is below – Albert O. That is below Ian Thomas. That is below Jake fucking Ferguson on the Cowboys, whoever that is. I don't even, Jake Ferguson caught a single pass this year. Makes no sense. Chiggy's athletic. He's making one-handed plays. He's making plays every damn week. Traylon Burks was out for this one, so they were missing their top guy. But someone's got to fill in. Chiggy, six targets, six catches, 45 yards, any touchdown. He's a rookie this year. Out of Maryland. Very raw talent, but that raw talent has developed extremely quickly. Um, he's exciting. He'll be fun to dive into next year. We'll see if they keep Austin Hooper on the roster. We'll see if Chiggy takes that next step up, if he could be the Jonu Smith that they wanted him to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I he, he has to be picked up. He has to be owned here. And Derrick Henry does his thing, obviously, eating up the fucking Jaguars. He becomes a Jaguar, eats them up like they're little fucking muskrats. It's been his, uh, his entire career. Philly, New York. What a thrashing. I mean, this was pretty obvious to see coming. Jalen Hurts, 217, two touchdowns through the air, seven for 77 and touchdown. I like, I hope this guy wins the MVP. Like, I, I don't, what's going on here? Um, I, I don't want him to just win the most improved player award. He is playing so fucking well on a team that's 12 and one, six and oh on the road. A.J. Brown, good game. Devontae Smith, good game. Like, those two are just, you know, they're just like the Tyler Lockett and the D.K. Metcalf, but upgraded in a better offense with a better quarterback. It's a beautiful thing to see. And then we have Miles motherfucking Sanders. 17 for 144, two touchdowns, one for 11 through the air. Like I said in the goddamn thumbnail, we weren't wrong. We were just early. We weren't wrong. We were just early on Miles Sanders. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. 
every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So fuck all y'all for the thousand Miles Sanders comments that I got throughout the course of my professional career as a piece of shit who podcasts about fantasy football. Fuck them. Fuck them. Miles Sanders, keep balling. New York. Oh, I will say, listen, in game scripts where the Eagles are trailing, he can he can tail off because he's not a big pass catcher. But luckily, the Eagles are 12-1, so they don't motherfucking trail. The New York Giants stink. Uh, there's no takeaway here for me on this side. Daniel Jones did get hurt. and Or no, actually, he didn't get hurt. He just got benched because they were down by so many fucking points. Tyler Taylor came in. Actually played pretty well. Uh, I guess the biggest takeaway is Saquon Barkley, man. He's he's kind of struggled a little bit over recent weeks. And just over the last month of the season, I wonder if he's starting to wear down a little bit. I wonder if it's just better defensive matchups. Um, as you can see, like, you look at the strong parts of the year. Like, these game performances were big time. But they're all in the beginning of the year. Last month of the season. I will say these are these are really tough defenses. He has scored a couple times, but like like I said, Detroit run defense has been amazing. 22 yards on the ground. Dallas defense we know is just super good. 39 yards on the ground. Washington, a really good defense overall. Now they're just coming into their own 63 on the ground. Did get, get in the end zone, so we're not too, you know, it's whatever about that. Feeling the 28 yards. And then they play uh, Washington next week. So it's like Saquon, I mean, he's, he's an auto star because he's Saquon, but like unless, unless – We've got no teams on the bye next week. All games bike at full strength. Maybe you've got three players that are better than Saquon. It's a tall task, but you never know. Ravens, stop doing that. God damn it. Um, Raven Steelers. Awful game. Awful game. Um, a couple takeaways, though. Tyler Huntley gets hurt. Anthony Brown is the backup quarterback. I literally don't even know who that is, but I pray to God. For everybody on the Ravens that Anthony Brown is not starting next week. I think he's going to. I think Tyler Huntley got pretty seriously banged up. Um, The one takeaway here is obviously J.K. Dobbins makes his return. J.K. Dobbins comes by. You can see his sticker price just shot up over the last week. I didn't even know he was really going to play, to be honest with you. And then he goes 15 for 120 and scores a touchdown. 44-yard run. Let's be honest here. It It was a great game for Dobbins. It was a phenomenal game for Dobbins. Great to see his first game back. He said he never really suffered a setback when they put him on the IR. Or if they, I think they put him on. Yeah, he never suffered a setback. He just felt like he wasn't there yet. He wasn't mentally strong enough. He was his legs weren't under him. And this is something you know I talk about all the time in the offseason with players coming back from the ACL tears. It's not just mental. It's, it's not just physical. It's mental too. So there's a lot that goes on in these players, and you saw it from J.K. Dobbins in the beginning of the year. He had that one game where he had like two goal line scores and it felt like he was biked, but he wasn't. This game, great showing for Dobbins. On that 
on that long run he had, the 44-yard touchdown run, I'm sure all of you guys saw it. Um, He – Dobbins at any point of his career prior to the ACL tear scores that touchdown so easily. He is very clearly not 100%. Does that mean he can't have big games? No, it does not. Um, I still – I'm I'm not looking at this game 15 for 120 and touchdown and being like, yes, we got we got the top 15, top 12 fantasy running back Dobbins back here. Okay. I'm still going to be risk averse as it comes to Dobbins. Uh let's see their schedule. I think if they're playing against really good teams, I'm gonna be a little bit scared to do so. They play the Browns, Falcons. Okay, so Browns are a terrible run defense. The Falcons are just a terrible team defense, and the Steelers he just ate up. So all right, maybe I should just shut the fuck up and play JK Dobbins for the rest of the year. Um, no, but in all seriousness, like I, it's very, very clear he's lacking explosiveness. That was just a giant hole. He got tackled from behind, which would never have happened in previous years. So Dobbins, great to see that he's he's back and he's relatively healthy and they have no problem using him, giving him 15 carries. Um, but let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Also, if Anthony Brown is the quarterback, it's just problematic for everyone involved. Mark Andrews might be completely unplayable if Anthony Brown is the quarterback here. Oregon, 24. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about him, to be completely honest. Steelers, another injured quarterback. There's so many fucking injured players this week. Um, Kenny Pickett goes down with a concussion, and this is his second of the year, almost third of the year. So he could miss some time. But the first actual concussion, I believe, was like two months ago. So he, it's possible he comes back next week. But the average missed time for concussions this year with the new rule changes is about 10 days, which means there's a, uh, there's a pretty good chance he's not playing next week, which would mean Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback. He threw three interceptions, so that's just normal. Day at the office for Mitch. Najee Harris, bad game. The Ravens' run defense is very, very good. Um, so I'm still starting Najee Harris going forward regardless. It is uh, worth noting that Jalen Warren is now back to full strength, and he took uh, all the two- and four-minute drill snaps. He also took all the third-down snaps. So the role that he had in the beginning of the year, he has taken bite from Najee Harris. So that will cap Harris's upside here. Uh, for receivers, we know that Mitch likes Deontay Johnson. He'll get a ton of targets. George Pickens, three for 78, did connect on a deep ball, but it hurts all of the receivers in my humble – actually, I mean, uh, they're just a hurt group overall. So I, I guess it's not a huge downgrade, but I do think that Trubisky probably favors Deontay Johnson more than Pickens, where I was. it was kind of the opposite when Pickett was under center. But both of them are like you know, wide receiver th threes, and that's about it. Not too excited about them. Chiefs Broncos. I did see a question earlier on in the chat asking if the Denver Broncos offense is bike. Wasn't the Chiefs were up 27 nothing, weren't they? I feel like that was just like uh, we kind of took our foot off the pedal a little bit, but takeaways here. Um, Jerk McKinnon, just a massive day. Seven for 112, two touchdowns through the air. Uh, they trust him a lot. He's going to continue to be used in a very high capacity going forward. He's going to continue to get all the targets in this offense from the backfield. Um, so I think I think Pacheco and McKinnon are both very, very startable going forward. Uh, McKinnon probably more of like a high-end RB3. Pacheco maybe in that same vein. Pacheco will probably get the goal line carries, but McKinnon's obviously explosive, coming up with big plays, getting the valuable touches in this offense. So um, McKinnon, low-key goaded right now. Juju finally bike from the concussion. He plays his full arraignment of snaps. We weren't really sure how it was going to break down because he came back from the concussion and then was like 40% snaps. Now he's back. So you could definitely start Juju again. You're not starting anybody else besides Kelsey. Russell Wilson, another guy that got hurt. Where Ripien comes in, um, throws one touchdown, 16 yards on four passes. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on, see if we have any updates on Russell Wilson. Got two L's or one L? 
two elves like you fucking read about. I think he just got conked up, right? Yeah. All right. So there's a there's a pretty good chance that he misses next week. So they'll let Brett rip. They play against the Cardinals, so good matchup for the passing game. Unfortunately, hard to trust anybody if it's not um, Russell Wilson, though. If Cortland Sutton is out, which he will be because the hamstring is a multi-week injury, Jerry Judy is without a doubt startable as a motherfucker. Nine targets, eight catches, 73 yards, three touchdowns, three receiving. I believe that was – I think I saw a stat that that was the first receiving touchdown from a wide receiver at home this year for the Broncos. An unbelievable stat, but Jerry Judy has three of them, two from Russ, one from Rip. Um, there, I mean, it just feels like you know what you're getting when Judy's on the field and Sutton's not. Judy's going to eat when Sutton's on the field and Judy's not. Uh, Sutton's going to eat like half his plate, but he'll still, you know, he'll still f- feel full a little bit. Other than that, nothing really to take away here. Bucks Niners, the Bucks stink, and the Niners are really good. Uh, the Bucks offensive line is terrible. Chris Goblin, Mike Evans can't gain a fucking ounce of separation. It's it's brutal back here. Rashad White does get 13 carries to Leonard Fournette's four. Leonard Fournette has seven targets. Rashad White has five. So Rashad White is is really involved in this offense. The problem is, like, if they go up against ferocious front sevens, that's problematic for them. Like, Bengals, good defense. Cardinals and Panthers will be fine for the fantasy playoffs. But it's hard to see a lot of upside here when they're not getting scoring opportunities, when Tom Brady's not moving the ball down the field. So Rashad White's still startable. Lenny, probably not. Uh, Godwin, you still start obviously because he's getting nine, 10 targets a game, but like they're all just shitty little slants over the middle. So it's like, gotta hope he scores. He's more of, um, low end wide receiver too. And Evans has just been fucking miserable over the last two months of the season. He's, he's not auto startable. I know they had a, a long touchdown catch called back on a holding penalty, but that's what happens when you fucking cheat. The play don't count on the flip side, Brock Purd, Purd goat. Um, Yeah. Great game. Great game for what they needed him to do. Did his best Jimmy G impression. And it made Christian McCaffrey MVP type beat. 14 for 119 on the ground, any touchdown. Catches two of his three targets, 34 yards, any touchdown. So here's the 150 receiving yard or 150 total yards ish and uh two touchdowns. That's a C Mac that that people drafted in the first round. He is he's so good on this 49ers team. Uh, Debo exits with a serious injury. I believe it's a high ankle sprain. So that's unfortunate, but it does tighten up the targets in this offense. So Brandon Ayuk becomes, you know, a solid wide receiver play again for the first time in a minute. Christian McCaffrey is obviously going to eat because of it. Jordan Mason is a handcuff right now. He's not like startable in fantasy, but he's a must own whether or not you have Christian McCaffrey right now. So Debo unfortunate, but keep an eye on the news. I, I heard at first it was low ankle sprain, but it probably uh, a high ankle sprain. He got carted off, and it was it looked pretty serious. So George Kittle kind of just continues to stink too. It's tough tough scene for him out there. Panther Seahawks talking about people that stink. Sam Darnold, fourteen for twenty four and one hundred and twenty yards. Um, Deontay Foreman, Chuba both go for seventy four yards. Chuba does get the touchdown. Raheem Blackshear gets a touchdown. Uh, not a big takeaway here for me, uh, Deontay Foreman, though. Another 22 opportunities, another 22 touches. So I'll continue riding him uh, into the ground because he's getting so much work. Literally nothing from the receiving game. DJ Moore, three targets, zero catches. Uh, basically unplayable. Geno Smith, three more touchdowns to add to the resume. Uh, but they lost. They lost a super winnable game, a should-have-won game 
against the Panthers at home. That's just the type of shit that playoff teams cannot do. Kenneth Walker and um, who the fuck was the other running back? Kenneth Walker and uh, I don't know why his name's not coming to my head, but the two top running backs were out for oh, DJ Dallas were out for this game. So Travis Homer and Tony Jones filled in. Apparently Tony Jones was supposed to start, ended up getting one fucking carry. Travis Homer was the guy, but Travis Homer is never really anything more than like a prayer uh, PPR play and didn't really get it done. But Metcalf, Lockett, get it done. Marquise Goodwin has a good game, but you know, he does that every once in a while. He's not someone that you could trust whatsoever. You just continue starting Metcalf and Lockett is literally top 15 guys every single week. Um, hoping that Kenneth Walker can come like next week. They get the 49ers chiefs jets. So 49ers, I mean, you're obviously starting Walker if he's healthy, but I'm not too excited about that. Dolphins chargers. I don't know what the chargers defense did, but they look good for the first time in possibly fucking forever. Tua, 145 and a touchdown through the air. He does get one to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill has two touchdowns in this game. He recovered a fumble, and that counted for fantasy points, but also catches a 60-yard touchdown towards the end of the game. So that saved his day big time. The backfield has looked like an absolute fucking mess against one of the worst run defenses in the NFL and the Chargers. But Raheem Mostert does almost 3x Jeff Wilson's carry total, which is the second time, second week in a row that we've seen Mostert dominate the touches in the backfield compared to Jeff Wilson. So it seems like either Jeff Wilson is hurt or Jeff Wilson has just been phased out of the offense for whatever reason because he's been playing so well. But Wilson is not startable right now. Uh, Raheem Mostert, he's not really startable either. But if you had to choose one, you're obviously doing the guy that fucking gets three times as many touches. Um Waddle, I'm not worried about it. I mean, I guess these games are going to happen, but, you know, you continue to play both of those studs, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. On the flippy flip side, like I've said before, Herbert gets the fucking job done when Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are on the field together. He just gets it done. 367 and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Williams, first game bike, six targets, six catches, 116 yards and a touchdown. So if you had him sit on your IR and you played him in this week, I was actually forced to play him in a game this week, which I didn't even want to, but – Prove me wrong, or I guess technically prove me right, but great to see him back. Uh, Keenan Allen, 14 targets, 12 catches, 92 yards. So your ballers, ball, Eckler, another eight catches, 59 yards, 15 for 45 on the ground and touchdown. They can get nothing going on the ground, but he does get in from the one-yard line. So overall, good fantasy day from Austin Eckler with the eight catches, of course. So you know what to do here. Going forward, you're starting Justin Herbert, you're starting Eckler, you're starting Mike Williams, and you are starting Keenan Allen. They play the Titans pass defense, which is atrocious. They play the Colts, which are just not a good team. And the Rams, who are, all right, uh, much better against the run than they are the pass. But, yeah, you, you start all four of those guys every week going forward for the rest of your fantasy season. How you doing? How we doing out there? And that will be the recap. Game by game, live stream. How we doing? Wilson got hurt. Okay, he did get hurt. He got hurt, hurt, hit pointer flexor issue. He could probably be back. Dolchich or Kittle rest of season. Uh, I will go, I'll go Kittle there now with Debo outs. I still trust that offense more. And I, I just trust that actually, I mean, him and Brock Purdy are honestly not that dissimilar, but Russ, I feel like just has so many more like 140, 190 yard passing games left in him. Um, and who knows if he's even playing right now. Juju's bike is hell. I mean, I don't know about all that. It was never – you'd have to be somewhere to be bike. <laughs> Dact is the intellectual property of Angel Caballero. Caballero is the act of breaking, tearing something, and trying to fix it yourself on the field. 
funny. Um, are Higgins and Walker fucked for next week? I don't know. I'm only technically a doctor, so maybe you should go over to some of the doctor's channels. Um, there are some great dudes to follow on Twitter. Um, I also, you can go check out the Fantasy Doctors YouTube channel. They stay on top of everything, like breaking news as it happens and give updates video-wise throughout the week that are like three to five minute, easily digestible um, pieces of content. So I would go check out the Fantasy Doctors. I would go, you know, listen. I would just go follow some of the doctors on Twitter that are giving away good advice. What is happening? I'm um, sorry. I was watching a video. Made live stream. Shouldn't do that. All right. Well, there's a game by guy. Is D Ritter worth picking up or playing in place of Mariota? Even quarterback flex, no one is talking about. Um, I mean, playing in place of Mariota, yes, I would probably play Ritter over Mariota because of the fact that Mariota is no longer playing and Desmond Ritter is playing. Uh, Desmond Ritter fits into, if you're not really familiar with Ritter's game, he is, he's very fast, straight line speed. He is a good runner. Um, every, every year at Cincinnati, he attempted over 100 rushing attempts and not just like sack behind the line of scrimmage counts. Like he was, he was a runner. Uh, he is very much in the Marcus Mariota, Daniel Jones-ish role where he's athletic and he will make plays where you're like, damn, that's, you know, didn't really expect it coming from him, but it'll happen. Also, with that mold comes inconsistency through your passing accuracy. Uh, if you look at the Falcons offense objectively, they have one rookie that's a good wide receiver, and then the rest of the team is just filled with Mediocre players for the most part. Uh, I love Corderell, but they just don't use him in a capacity that actually rate, elevates quarterback play. You know, they'll give him 11 carries and he'll bust off a couple of 10, 20 yard runs, but they don't use him in like a playmaking capacity. They don't use him in the screen game. They don't use him um, in a way that just, again, elevates your quarterback. So with D I think he's worth picking up because he might come out and run for 60 yards and a touchdown, right? And he might give you 17 or 18 fantasy points without being actually good. Same thing as Mariota. So, uh, yeah, I think he's worth picking up and kind of seeing what you have here, but I wouldn't get, like, overly excited about Ritter. All right, I'm going to dip out of here, uh, but make sure you go hit the free square. Well, it's not a free square technically, but it might as well fucking be. Hunter Henry over 29 and a half receiving yards tonight. Again, Jacoby Myers leading target getter is out of the game. The Cardinals are the stone fucking worst against opposing tight ends. They allow targets, receptions, receiving yards, touchdowns at a rate we've never seen before to the tight end position. So 29 and a half receiving yards gets it done. Love to see it. Go use promo code BDGE if it's your first time on the app. Whatever you deposit, they are going to double it. They're going to match your deposit. All right, I'm out of here. Tomorrow's video will be the waiver wire video up around noon Eastern time, so make sure you're subscribed if you are new here to get that action Jackson on your timeline. I love you. Thank you for hanging out, and I am the Fook out of here. Boy. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? 
We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.